And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, just plain right. Boomer, you hungry? Oh, yeah. Always. Always. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, If if you were to have the option right now for breakfast or lunch menu, which would you prefer? Give me one. I'd like some lunch right now. Some lunch. Yeah. All right. So I'm going. I'm scrolling through the Just Love Coffee Cafe menu and I'm looking at the, 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 the variety here. The. All right, so um, let me ask you this: Would you would you care for a sandwich, a wrap, a salad? Uh, what would you like? Mm, let's Come go with a sandwich. I want a sandwich. Sandwich, classic club sandwich: roast beef, turkey, bacon, pepper jack cheese, provolone, lettuce, and tomato on a toasted sourdough bread, served with chips, pickle spear, and a side of sun dried jalapeno mayo. Yes, and by the way, cooked please. in a waffle iron. Ooh, Dagum. even better. Dagum. Ooh. Um, and then uh, what about the grilled Italian caprice? Mozzarella cheese, basil, pepper jack cheese, caprice. sliced tomatoes served on sourdough with a side of balsamic vinaigrette, chips, and a pickle spear. Listen, the, the, the menu at Just Love Coffee Cafe, oh, yeah, they got coffee. They got great coffee. They got the treat coffee, Charlene calls them, the, the, the cappuccinos, the lattes, the espressos. They got the award-winning dry roast, grind the beans fresh, make a cup of steaming, you know, black cup of, of, of light, medium, or dark roast. But then their menu, <laughs> the menu at Just Love Coffee Cafe is not going to be your normal menu. This is going to be the place where you're going to go and go, well, that was cool, and you're going to want to go back and get the next cool thing. So two locations in our listening area, one on Hughes Road out in Madison, the other on South Parkway in Huntsville. Um, yeah, Just Love Coffee Cafe, Hughes Road in Madison, South Parkway in Huntsville. Tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio. I would appreciate it. Um, hey, so here's my number three of the Triple Dipper. We're going to have a short segment here with it, but I'm of the firm belief that it is time for us to consider making mayoral races partisan political races. Phil, why would you do that? We've got enough partisan political politics because they're already, they're already, they're there. I mean, everybody knows that Tommy Battle is a, is a Republican. Everybody knows that Walt Maddox is a Democrat. Everybody knows that uh, Randall Woodfin or Stephen Reed from Montgomery, that they are liberal progressive Democrats. All right. Sandy Stimson. I can think of Craig Ford and Gadsden. I can think of any number of other mayors around the state. You've got, you know, like the, the mayor of Orange Beach is willing to speak out and say things that even the governor won't say when it comes to, you know, government overreach. And then you've got, on the other hand, you got mayors that are putting people in masks and, you know, shutting down businesses even longer than uh, the government was going to from the state. Because mayoral races matter. And, I, and, and I, I say all this because I don't think people, I, I want to say they didn't, but I, but I would say this, the, the issue of who is in the mayor's office was highlighted during COVID. I mean, like, wow, like, the, like it, got, it took on a whole new realm, like, holy cow. So mayors, suddenly you realize the level of executive authority they had over your day-to-day life. Like right now, the other day we had uh, uh, State Senator Andrew Jones on the show talking about trying to do away with occupational taxes. The mayor of Gadsden, Craig Ford, is, is lambasting him for daring to talk about tax relief. Why? Because he has the highest occupational tax in the entire state. And he doesn't want to lose the revenue. Then you've got things like Mayor Randall Woodfin, who wants to talk about the police and, and, you know, and, and not allowing them to have no-knock warrants or, for that matter, to use flashbangs if they're, if they're entering a hostile uh, um, uh, entry, a dynamic entry, um, making things tougher for the police. Then you've got, you know, amazing economic development going on in Huntsville 
And yet Birmingham is hemorrhaging people, and they're literally only an hour to an hour and a half apart. What's the difference? Maybe it's leadership. So I'm of the mind that maybe it's time for mayoral races to actually have some political vetting. Now, you can still run as an independent. Craig Ford says he's an independent now. I get it. You can still run as an independent. But by and large, political candidates are typically vetted by and then held accountable to their party. And if they get off the platform or if they try to qualify for saying they're something when they're really not, they can, they can be excluded from the ballot. So there are aspects of running on a party ticket that would also benefit some people who aren't sure where they stand. So let's say you've got, let's say you've got, you know, Randall Woodfin running and he's got another candidate up against him and you look at them both and you think, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but I, I think I've heard about Randall Woodfin, but I don't, I don't really know. But then you realize that one of them is actually a declared Republican. Oh, wait a minute. That changes my vote. Sometimes just knowing what team they align with makes a difference. Story here on uh, NBC news. Uh, it's a good piece. NBC News dated January 22nd, so it's right at a month old, exactly a month old. Democratic mayoral control in the big cities is the new blue wall. This is interesting. It says that, that literally the 10 largest city by population, they aren't just mostly blue. There isn't a hint of red to be seen among them. It says in nine of the 10 largest cities, the man or woman at the desk in the mayor's office is a Democrat. That's, that's all over the nation. Well, it matters because you're seeing things like the policies they put in place, y'all. I mean, do they have city councils? Yeah, they do. But there's so much more authority in the office of a mayor than there even is sometimes in a per capita manner in a governor. Um, and, and so that is the executive of your city. This article from NBC says, among the 25 most populous cities in the nation, Republicans hold the mayor's offices in only three Wow. Well, uh, when you begin to analyze how that's working, how about this? Uh, one local channel, KATV out of Washington State, ran a piece, very telling piece. The analysis says that Democrats are at the helm of 11 of the 15 deadliest cities in the U.S. Democrat policies matter, but if they get to run, if they get to run without, you know, having a party affiliation, then people might not always realize what's walking in the door of the mayor's office. Well, I, you know, I went to church with him, and I, 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 I know him, and I, and I, you know, I, I, he's, he's from the neighborhood where I grew up, and, and that, and, and okay, neat. But do you know what he or she stands for? Well, this article from KATV says, an analysis of the 15 deadliest cities in America discovered that 11 of them are primarily run by Democrats. Looking at the party affiliations of those mayors and the district attorneys, sheriffs, and city council members within those nation's 15 largest cities, you're seeing the highest murder rates. Birmingham, by the way, is one of the highest murder rates in the nation per capita. You've got things like progressive mayor Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. You've got um, Democrat uh, of mayor of New York, uh, Eric Adams. You've got uh, any number of people. And then, we, of course, you've got our own uh, Randall Woodfin, who is uh, just, a, just a classic progressive liberal. you got things like this story from Fox News that came out yesterday. The Philadelphia mayor, what's his name, Jim Kenney, says, if you don't back gun control, then you're not really back in the blue. Really? So I have to be willing to curtail constitutional liberties to be able to support police. Is that what you're saying? 
Well, that's a classic Democrat position. But he's allowed to run apolitically. Um, I'm just telling you, folks, mayors matter. And, and I, I can't say it strongly enough. Mayors matter. And, and who is them? And, and, and I, don't, I don't care what level or where, yeah, I feel I live in a small town. You know, we all know each other. We, you know, we, we all shop at the Piggly Wiggly together. You know, everybody's the same. Uh, really? Because the smallest town in my Senate district when I was in the Senate um, is the town of Ridgeville, where the mayor won by a vote of 19 to 12. <laughs> and I think it still mattered um, where that person stood on the issues. Because at a vote of 19 to 12, you still gave them control over the families of the 19 and 12, all right? So at that point, you, you, you literally got 31 people who voted who may have about another 30 to 50 people in their households. And that one person then has a lot of say-so over the things that happen and impact the daily lives of those people. I, I, just, I, just, want, I, I just want to throw this out there. That when you look at the off-cycle elections, and mayoral elections are a lot of times off-cycle. They're not. They're going to run like in an August. That's that's very typical in Alabama for mayoral races to be uh, in the August time frame. And if if you if you realize that if you look at it, you'll realize that, that a lot of people aren't paying attention. And that off-cycle race, mm, because it doesn't have a party affiliation. And because it's not at the time when everybody's spending big money on, on ads for U.S. Senate and governor and everything else, that mayoral race, man, sometimes it skates under the radar. And you realize, holy cow, we just got a new mayor. And you weren't even really paying attention. And meanwhile, that person is now in office, and they got some say-so over your life. Big say-so. Well, I'm going to come back and finish this up in a minute, but... I just, I'll just be honest with you. This, to me, is one of the unsung pieces of national politics at the local level, is the fact that so often, and especially what we saw in COVID, so often what happens in our lives is dictated by the one or two people who are in a key position in one of the most unsung places for control over our lives is the office of mayor, and we need to start paying more attention to it. All right, Boomer, take us to a break, brother. We'll do that right now. We'll come right back and wrap up another day. Daggum, how did that happen? Working right now to get several congressmen on the show, lining them up over the next few days. Looking forward to that. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. Back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. That's what we like to say, and it's true. Um, so, uh, yeah, ZLA Solutions, man, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I love those folks. They've been with us since day one. They have been, they were like one of our first sponsors. They're still here, uh, and, I, and I know these guys personally. 
the folks that run ZLA Solutions, they are just good at what they do. They just are. They, they do a lot of business in solutions. They can help you with things like, you know, your logistics, your quality control, your sorting and containment, your warehousing. All that kind of stuff is available. But their, their bread and butter is still going to be staffing. And I'm talking about direct or temp hire. It doesn't matter. They can do blue collar, white collar, no collar. They can do the recruiting, the background checks, the drug testing, making your life easier, getting the people you need. Now, if you personally need a job, just you, you personally, looking for new work or maybe, you know, something changed for what you got, go to their website, zlausa.com. They've got jobs posted all over North Alabama. But if you're an employer or wanting to fill out the ranks of your workforce, like I said, they can do a whole shift or onesies and twosies. They can get them in there with special knit skills. Like right now, they're recruiting for a special white-collar, high-tech kind of work at uh, Redstone Arsenal. So check them out, zlausa.com. They've got jobs. They can help you find people. Uh, I'm just saying. Check them out, ZLAUSA.com for ZLA Solutions. Um, All right, Boomer. Truth. 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 Okay. How many times has a mayoral election come up and you really kind of crept on you and like, you just, oh, wait, there's a there's a vote today? Has, has that ever happened to you? Yeah, a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every four years. So I mean, yeah. yeah, every four years, but like. When I was up in Nashville, that happened. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know. Well, and, and what's what's crazy, too, is you get impacted by a mayoral race, and you might not live in the city, but you work in the city. Like like us. Right. We're, we're in a city right now, but but I live in a county, and you live in a different municipality. So, I mean, but then you're impacted because right. your occupational tax you pay, uh, because of the way the police force is managed. Uh, because of you know any number of things, all fall into that mayor's purview, and and it matters. It does. Uh, I, I don't even know for a fact where the where the Tennessee uh, city elections were they off cycle too? Were they like in August, like we are in Alabama? Do you recall? I, I believe so. Yeah. I okay. So. Yeah, I, mean, it may I could dep- be wrong, and it may be depending upon where you are. Um, but but and, and typically speaking, they're going to wind up being off cycle in Alabama. Um, but I don't know. I'm curious. If you guys want to chime in, you're welcome to it. Uh, I got a text over here. Uh, let's see what I got. Let's see. Mike from Huntsville uh, just texted in. He says, what you're saying is spot on. Um, he said Tommy Battle was for Agenda 21. <laughs> so basically, he's not liking uh, Tommy Battle, and uh, and he's making it known. Uh, so Mike from Huntsville, thanks, man. appreciate you. Uh, John from Huntsville just texted in and says, I've always wanted this country to have a two-president system where the country is divided into two halves and a Republican is elected to control one half. That was called the Civil War, I believe. That was, uh, that was yeah, that was called the Confederacy and the Union. So, uh, no, John, we don't want two presidents. I don't know if we can handle two presidents. Um, by the way, that was part of the fall of Rome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I the, didn't know that, really. Yeah, the fall of Rome was um, hmm. the Holy Roman Empire was divided, and they, they wound up having... Uh, the eastern and the western uh, portions of the empire with separate uh, leadership. And then later on, it just got to the point that they couldn't sustain it any, any longer. And part of it was because they had divided their governance. Oh, wow. um, so, yeah. Ain't going down that road with you, John. Ain't doing it. Uh, Rayson checks in from Hawaii. Our buddy Rayson out there in Hawaii, oh, yeah. Schofield Barracks. Hey, man. Um, he, he, by the way, he's chiming in on that. Uh, we were talking yesterday about what movie would you have your son see? Um, and he said The Passion of the Christ is one that everyone should see. That's... That's amazing. That is amazing. Appreciate you racing. Uh, aloha to you, brother. 
Uh, Dwight from Decatur, Alabama recently passed a law extending city terms by one year so city elections will not be the same year as county and state elections. I had not, I had forgotten about that. That is true. Dwight, thank you very much. Dwight from Decatur, checking in on that one. Brian from Huntsville, checking back in on the Isaac Asimov, uh, the, the, uh, the, the whole thing of, uh, you know, iRobot and, and, and AI. Oh, how about that? He's got a he's got a leather bound first edition signed by Isaac Asimov. Says he's been a huge fan since he was six years old. Brian, I'm jealous, man. I'm jealous. Paul from Huntsville. Oh, hey, that's right. I forgot about this. We need to talk about this at some point this week. So Vivek Ramaswamy, I'm a fan. I don't know a lot about him. I just got his book Woke Inc. It just came in the mail like yesterday. I ordered it through Amazon. But Vivek Ramaswamy just declared last night that he's running for president. I find that extremely interesting. He's going to wind up having um, a strong following. I think he's going to be a great president. He's going to be really good on the campaign trail, I would bet. I don't know if he has the money to do it or whether he'll get the backing. Um, I see him as being the sort of, not, not a spoiler, but I see him as being one of the strap hangers of the, of, the, of the broader narrative, you know, for Republican candidates. You're going to have the Trumps, DeSantis, Nikki Haley's, it's sort of the top tier who have been in office for a while. Vivek Ramaswamy, though, I believe is going to be in there and is going to wind up having a cabinet position with whoever winds up getting elected. Uh, that guy is sharp, sharp, sharp. If you're not familiar with who I'm talking about, he wrote the book called Woke Inc. He left uh, Silicon Valley, uh, a major position with a big tech company to go out into the world and expose the wokeness that's happening in corporate America. And uh, he's constantly on Tucker Carlson. In fact, Tucker Carlson's where he announced last night that he's running for president. And it's legit. He's running for president. It's not like, I think I would run for president if somebody gave me the money. No, he's saying I'm running for president. So that's very cool. You got a caller on the line, bud? What's going on? Oh, no, no. He, he, but he did have a great question. Um, I just didn't know if we were going to be able to get to it because we are about to close out. But if he lives in the county, works in the city, and then, you know, the whole taxing or or voting for the mayors. Yeah. Will that ever be to where we could do that if we're working in the city versus living in the county? You might be able to vote? Yeah. No. No, it's, it's, it's according to it's your residence. It's only because of the, it's, yeah, yeah it's, all of the, you know, the taxes on all that stuff, like we, what you were talking about. Yeah, but the, the occupational tax is going to be an issue. I think I think that's one of the ways that um, Senator Jones's bill might have some legs is if he can um, if he can convince the modern world not to tax people who are remote working and they're not even in your city while they're working. Mm. Just because you're, the main corporation is doesn't mean you are. And why, why would you lose 2% of your paycheck for working from your, you know, your, your den? At your right. house. But then would you, I guess, the occupational tax if where where you live? Potentially. Yeah. 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 If there's an occupational tax where you're actually residing and working, and working then yeah. maybe so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I don't thanks. know. More to come on that one. <laughs> uh, phone lines. I mean, the text lines blew up today. We didn't even get to them because of uh, a lot of, but uh, we'll get more of that tomorrow. All right, folks. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Love this audience. Love doing this show. You guys stay tuned. I believe we have Congressman Gary Palmer on the air with us tomorrow. We'll see you then.
right side ruffians out there, you are listening to Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, just plain right. 